Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast. We're on episode four of our series, The Rookie Pastor Ask questions to the veteran veteran pastor Adam. That's me. I'm the veteran. <laughs> this is episode 99. You're the rookie, but you don't look yeah, like a rookie. You yeah. like Kurt Warner. <laughs> All this gray hair is wisdom. You, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> Kurt Warner was a rookie, but he was like 45 years old. <laughs> I'm not quite 45. <laughs> yeah. So this is the fourth question, yeah, and this fourth. is this is a cool episode because it's the fourth one in this series. There'll be 12 of these in this series. Questions from a rookie pastor to a veteran pastor. Um, by the way, once again, let's just clarify that covers any leader, right? So you don't you don't have to be a pastor for this to apply to you. I think you can be any sort of leader or in in the church or outside of the church or any sort of serving person involved in something. You know, yes. Maybe you are – I just think it all applies to everybody, especially what we've covered so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll recap it in a second. Um, but this is a special episode because this is episode 99. 99. 99. Which is the um, last episode before we hit 100. And I'm shocked that we're we about have, to hit 100. Do we need have like a party next week? I think we got to. Episode? I think we got to. I think what we'll do for episode 100 is we will give something away too. So yeah, like we'll use awesome. social media to give something away. We did this, um, I don't know, might have been episode 50. I can't remember what the reason was, but somehow, sometime or another on the podcast, we decided to do a giveaway for some reason like this too. It might have been the oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was the one hundred. It was the not one hundred. It was the one year anniversary of the podcast. So whoever gives the so, best likes and the best review, will, yeah, yeah. You, you will <laughs> there win. You go. There you go. <laughs> for, the, for the one year, um, for the one year anniversary of the podcast that we'd made it to a year, we gave away two, I think, Spotify subscriptions. Oh. So instead of you having a, uh, you know, like I got the free membership. Right, which mm-hmm. then plays ads all the time, and you can yeah. only get five skips, and then you got to wait for your thirty minutes to get your skips, and you know oh, what I mean, like that. So we gave away two Spotify memberships. Um, I think it were like six month memberships or a year memberships or something like that. So um, we'll do something like that too next week. We don't know what because we obviously don't plan real well. But when we get to episode one hundred, we'll do some sort of giveaway yes. as well next week yeah. on that episode um, online and on our social and stuff. So. You just pay attention to that and hear it all out, and then we'll figure it out. And we'll send out whoever that person wins, whoever that person is. We'll send out something. So we'll tell you next week yeah. what it's going to be because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So so this week is episode ninety nine, number four in the series. Questions from a rookie pastor to a veteran pastor. Recap real fast. Matt's been pastoring now full time gig for eight nine eight, months. Yeah, yeah, working on nine months. I'm working on nine months. I have been a full time pastor except for one year, where in the middle of all things, um, I walked away from the church, not from God, from the church. It was only about a year, and then we came out of that year and planted a church. But anyway, um, for twenty three years, twenty three plus years in full time ministry. Um, so it's definitely. Rookie asking veteran. Yes, very much. Um, and so we've hit several questions. The first question we asked was... How many times have you wanted to quit ministry? That was episode 96, how many times I wanted to quit. Yes. And the answer was, short answer is about nine million and five. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big thought there was obviously, don't ever be fooled. 
Um, if you are a leader or pastor of any sort, you have wanted to quit many times and everybody who has been one has wanted to quit many times. It's okay. You're not alone in that. We talked through that. And then uh, episode 97 was question number two. Is a, Do you regret or your word, <laughs> the miniature moves you've made. Yeah, we said, you know, it's like that tattoo. It's like that tattoo where it says no regrets, but it really says no regrets. That's how this <laughs> kind of plays out in real life. Um, you know, people want to act like they got no regrets, but you do. We have regrets. And so the answer to that was, is well, yes, I do. And I gave quite a few. Here's the four that I gave. You can go back and listen to it if you think this would help you. Um, moving people into leadership too fast, not asking for help, not following the lead of the Holy Spirit, or a practical way to say that is, is not praying enough and and like handing things over to God instead of just making quick decisions, and then um, putting my family uh, second place to the church, mm-hmm. putting my family second place to work yeah. as well, and so because they're all the same for me. Um, so that was the second question. The third question was was what what's been your secret to avoiding falling? Yeah, what's been my secret to avoiding falling? We talked about moral failures and what that secret is to not having one in the last 23 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let me just make sure everybody realizes I didn't say that I didn't sin or mess up significantly in the last 23 years. I did. Everybody does, but I did not have some sort of humongous moral failure that took me down, took my family out, took other people out on the way. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. And the secret was twofold, but the same thing, uh, being transparent and authentic being the real you, right? The front stage person being the same as the backstage person. And the way I landed there uh, is listen to your wife, yes. right? And so that was that it's was gold, last golden week's advice. golden advice right there. <laughs> Take a man very far. Um, that was that was last week's. And so we're in the fourth question now Yeah, you're gonna out lo- of 12. You're going to love me again today. Oh, this is going to be a good one too? All right. What do you got, Matt? What's been the biggest mistake you've made in ministry oh my goodness we already kind of covered this didn't we yeah, well, no yeah. regrets we hit that one um uh, what's been my biggest mistake in ministry um wow so once again i don't think i don't think we answer this question with a specific like uh, specifics are cop outs on stuff like this yeah you know what i mean like if you go all right my biggest mistake in ministry was you know, making the decision to move into this particular building, right? Or making the decision to um, hire this particular person. Or my biggest mistake in ministry was, you know, some sort of specific ministry thing, like picking the wrong kid's curriculum or so. That's a cop out, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we're really looking for is there's a bigger one here that's more systemic. And it pops itself up in all kinds of mistakes and bad decisions and leadership, right? And so what is that's how I think of the question. That's how I think to answer it. Um, so what's been my biggest mistake that I've made in ministry? I think this is a pretty easy one for me to answer, um, or at least to give you the answer. It's not yeah. easy to say. It's not easy to talk about. But my easiest, the easiest, I mean, it's easy for me to tell you exactly what it is. Um, it is... Thinking, believing that, that that it's all about me. Yeah. Um, and when I say that, I mean like that it's my church. Uh, it's all on my shoulders. Um, that what I do matters the most. 
not when I say it's all about me, I don't mean like centering around me, but I mean like this is clear as mud, and um, <laughs> I mean that it all that it's going to succeed or fail based on how I do, who I am, how well I lead, how well I teach, how well I preach. That it's all on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, that's been the absolute biggest mistake. And and like I said, it's a systemic one. It's mm-hmm. popped up multiple times and then therefore caused multiple problems, right? Yeah. So that's then multiple mistakes, right? Um, this, this, you know, that I have to carry the weight. I have to do this. And then that whole, part, the whole piece about, like, it's my church, um, not that it's God's church, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a wrong view on who's in charge, who this depends on, who this hinges on, who's the cornerstone. It's a wrong view. Yes. Um, and it takes and places this undue pressure that should not exist. Like, I was not made to carry that weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't have to, and I wasn't created to, and God doesn't expect me to, yeah. right? Like, it's, Jesus was pretty clear. I mean, Jesus is with the disciples. Um, this is this moment where he's about to um, he's about to tell Peter how it is again, which he does quite frequently. Well, this is a cool moment for Peter, though. Yeah. But they're sitting there looking, you know, they're right at or in the town, depending on how you read the text, in Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus says, you know, Peter, on this rock I'll build my church. You know, he gives he gives Peter this name, right? Um, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, right? And so you can you can go however you want to with you interpret that text. You know, there's multiple ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can interpret it by he's talking about the fact that on Peter's belief in him as the Messiah, right? Because yeah. he's just asked him that question: Who do you think I am? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you believe me to be? That on that foundation and rock, he's going to build his church, or on the life of Peter as the leader of those disciples and the disciples themselves, he's going to build his church or however you want to look at it. But, um, but he, you can't get away from, and you can't interpret any other way that he says, I will build my church. And it's Jesus's first reference to church, right? Um, to this, this, these people, this gathering, this ecclesia, these people gather, people that have been called out, um, he he references it, that he's going to build that his, his church, but he's going to build it, you yeah. know, and he calls it his. <laughs> so, like, no part of that did he say. And Adam Cook is going to build this particular part of my church of of his church, right? Like, Adam's going to build his part of Adam's church. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so you know that 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 it's his church, not mine. And that the big mistake has been, you know believing a lie from the enemy that it's all on my shoulders. Also, another way to look at that is, is me thinking that I'm somebody and something important and that I can do it. Like thinking I have the capacity to do something that only God can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's been it. Well, I think a lot of times we always get caught up in our calling and, and we know we have these great things to do, but when God wants to do something, he's going to do it regardless if we're showing up to do it or not. I and, think a lot of times we forget that. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, I think calling is a good way to put it or a good thing to think about right now. Because you have a calling, right? Mm-hmm. 
But your calling is always going to be to God's plan. Yes. Right? Not to yours. Right? And it's and it's and it's God that's doing it. I mean, I think the thing that I have for, I forgot multiple times, which would which would be the lead to this mistake, is that it is not done through my power. It is done through the Holy Spirit's power. It is not Adam Cook's power at all that does anything. Right? Mm-hmm. I can't even. I mean, think about this for a minute. I can't even make myself breathe right now. Like, I can't make my heart beat right now in the middle of this. Yep. So if I'm not even capable of, of making that happen, I cannot make the sun come up tomorrow. Right. I cannot make the rain happen so that we have water. I can't make anything happen. Right. I can't even control my own heartbeat. You know, um, then why in the world would I think that I would be able or capable of making any of the rest of it happen? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So makes sense. it's him. Do- and so it's the Holy Spirit's power that happens. Yes. Um, I, the last couple of years, I can't get away from this pattern and I'm teaching through it right now too, which is making me think about it. I can't get past this pattern, um, that you get the great commission from Jesus, all right? Go and make disciples. I have all authority. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey everything I commanded of you. And lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the great you get the Great Commission. Before that, if you go backwards, you got the Great Commandment from him. Right? The Great Commandment was, um, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And the Second Commandment's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. Right? So love God, love people. And and so you got the Great Commandment. You're, you're supposed to love God with everything you have. That's your top priority. Mm-hmm. And the second one is tied to it. It's so close to it, you can't even separate it. That's what Jesus says. It's so close, you can't separate yep. it. That you love people mm-hmm. like, like you know, you, you love people. So you can't separate your love for God and your love for people because those things are tied together, right? Because think about it. God's love is tied together that way too. Yes. Right? And so you got the great commandment. You got the great commission. Go and make disciples. And then in Acts 1, 8 and 9, you have the great promise. And the great promise is, is that um, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> verse 9 of that, that's Acts 1-8, verse 9, Jesus disappears. Mugs yes. gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got the great commandment, you got the great commission, you got the great promise, and if you look at that, you've got the prescription for everything that it is that we're supposed to do all the time, right? We love God. We love his people. We are on we are on his plan and his mission to make his disciples in his church. Yes. Right? And you can't do any of that by yourself. So when he looks at the disciples and he says, now, here's the commandment. You've heard me say this, and, and I've lived it out. I've showed it to you. And here's the commission, right? Here's your job. Here's your task. And then, by the way, you're not going to be able to do none of this crap unless the Holy Spirit falls on you, right? Yep. You're going to have to have the Holy Spirit's powers. You can't do this by yourself, yep. right? It's true. And so them fools is waiting, scared, don't know what to do, waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall or whatever it is Jesus is saying. They're probably also waiting to get killed like he got killed because mm-hmm. they're doubting. And and then the Holy Spirit falls, and guess what happens? This This brash, idiot, impetuous Peter starts preaching 
right? Because the Holy Spirit has fallen. Yep. He ain't no teacher. He ain't no preacher. He won't even a good fisherman, right? It's like, you know, and then all of a sudden, here he is preaching, teaching because the Holy Spirit has fallen. And next thing you know, Peter's done led, you know, 3,000 people to Jesus in an instant, basically. Yes. Um, and it all happened because the Holy Spirit fell, right? Like you're not going to be able to do any of this without the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you think about what those disciples and then the disciples that they made and the disciples that they made accomplished in the early church, it's absolutely there's not there's never been a move in the world that has looked like the early Amer- the early Christian church. Yes, never. And I'm I'm saying that from a history guy. You can mm-hmm. remove the biblical stuff. Go look at it from his from history yeah. perspective, right? You don't even have good. to believe. Just go you don't have to believe anything I'm saying about <laughs> Jesus. Go look at it from a history perspective. There has never been a move in the world of people like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's ridiculous. And so I mean you think about that. Think about that what he said. He said, The Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends there. I mean, he basically lays out these concentric circles of the whole world. And it's exactly what happens in mm-hmm. an extremely short period of time. Yes. Right? Like in, in a very short period of time, that's what happens, right? And so it's just absolutely insanity. And it happens because of the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not because of us, yes. not because of me. Yep. You know, and that has been the big thing has been, you know, forgetting or failing to recognize or maybe just wanting to be. How much of myself can I reveal? Wanting. Well, last episode I said authentic and transparent. So <laughs> I guess all of us do it. <laughs> Wanting to be needed, wanting to be seen, wanting to be important, wanting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and and in that failing to remember that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's doing all this. Yes. I can't even make myself breathe. So why would I in the world think that I could ever do anything that would be that significant in the kingdom of God? You know, I can't even make myself breathe, much less bring somebody dead back to life, bring somebody out of, you know, out of darkness into light. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no mm-hmm. possible way. And the biggest mistake I ever made was all the times when I forgot that or really thought that I needed to be needed or seen or heard or respected or whatever, and that it was all about me. Yes. You know, that it was all on my shoulders. Um, you know, and it's easy to feel that way. And if you're in a leadership position, if you are the, especially if you are the key leader, in whatever it is. So maybe there's people listening right now who, you know, you're the principal at the school or you're, you own a business. If you're a small business owner right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoops. I just burped or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, If you're a small business owner, you know exactly what I mean. Like it rises and falls with you. That's what it feels like. Um, And it's so easy to get caught up in, if I don't do this, if I'm not good, if I don't hit it right, if I miss my mark, this whole thing falls. Yes. In anything. Mm-hmm. Um, a, as a parent, this is easy. Yeah. Right? Very it's much easy so. to feel like if I don't get this right, if I don't do this, then we never get this moment back. And then this kid's going to go off the rails and all this stuff's going to fall apart, you know? And that is just yet another way, in the same way that I'm talking about here, that we forget that we don't own anything. Mm hmm. Nothing. Psalm 24, verse 1. 
God owns the whole earth and everything in it and all the people in it. It's all his, right? Yes. And we forget that we don't own nothing. All we are are managers. Yep. We're stewards. That's all we are. And all our call is is to do what he wants us to do with it. And then God is so good that he don't even let us do that on our own power because we yeah. can't do it, right? <laughs> he gives God. us the power of the Spirit to make that happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And all those mistakes can be traced back. I know it might not have been exactly what you were asking oh, it was good. You know, for specific mistakes, but they all go back to me thinking that it all relied on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many times where I would I would teach or preach and the the crowd would not like it wouldn't be wouldn't be that many people or something more well, way way less than I expected and I would go back and I'd go I got to teach better I got to teach harder I got to teach something that people want more or think more like I got to you know what I mean like yes. I got to be better I got to improve and you know if you take that stuff by itself a desire to improve and be better and give God your best there's nothing wrong with that no it's not right. But when it's put into the lens of I've got to be better and improve and all these things or none of this will work and it will all fail because it's all on me. Now we got a problem. Yes. You know, and all of them came from that. Like, you know, so many mistakes, um, so many errors came from this idea that I, if I don't, if I don't do it right or if I don't do it better, then it won't work. Mm. You know, a complete, and I said this, I think in the last episode or a couple episodes ago of, you know, regrets. Or one of the big ones is, is, is this, right? It's, it's, it's regretting not relying on and understanding the power of the Holy Spirit because there's a freedom in this, Matt. You know what it I'm is. saying? Like when I walk in this right, because I still screw up with this. I still, yeah. I still fight this all the time. Um, you know, Something don't go like it's supposed to, or you have a season where it's not going. I mean, Lord knows the last two years have not gone like we thought it would go. Nope, you know what all. I mean? Like it's been crazy. And you go, my God, what am I doing wrong? Yes. Right. And what do I need to do better? You know, it's just, it just is, it's off the rails. And so, but when, when I, if, if, if I'm walking in this right though, there is a freedom in it that is unparalleled. I do not know how to explain the freedom when I'm doing this right. Yes. When I when there is a recognition, hey, I don't own nothing. Naked I came in this world, naked I'm gonna roll out. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. That's like, right. Like I don't own nothing. You know, I like to think of it like this. Somebody that I know did an offering moment one time like this. So good. We'll probably do it now. Um, because it made me think of Let's it. Let's do it. But they came out and they were talking about offering and whatever. And you know, you know how you do at church, right? Everybody, know, most people know this idea of church. It's funny is, is people that don't even go to church. They know about the offer moment. They don't heard about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, it's like time to give, pass yeah. the bucket. <laughs> um, but but he was doing an offering moment and often talk. You know, where you need to do this all the time. This yes, is part of your job. You set up. You talk about things that are happening in the church, and then you say we're going to worship the giving of our tithes and our offerings, and you give people opportunities to do that. Most of that stuff happens digitally now, yeah. but you do those things and he was doing an offering talk and he wanted to do an illustration about it. And so it was so good. He, he brought out a monopoly game with him. So the whole time he's talking, he's got this monopoly game underneath his, in his arm, which is by the way, is like one of the most popular board games ever. 
right? Yeah. I'll, I'll like Monopoly. Monopoly. Right. It just takes your whole life to play it. It, it, it takes it, forever. But, fun. <laughs> um, but it is fun. I haven't played it in a long time because every time the kids ask, I'm like, I don't have 26 hours to play this game with <laughs> yeah. you. Um, and by the way, they've made Monopoly games now for your own town. Have you seen these? Yeah, like, yeah. Like there's like, a Danville Monopoly game. And a, you know, I don't know what town you live in, anybody <laughs> listening, but they, they're everywhere, um, which is cool. Great idea. And so and this Monopoly game on his army. So he's talking about the announcements, the church stuff coming up. He's talking about, you know, all this stuff. And he, and all the time, all you're thinking about is, is what's he doing with that Monopoly game? And then he says, look, at the end of the day, life is like a Monopoly game. You go through this whole thing and you build houses and motels, right? And you got your little cars and you own your little property. And some people have one house. Some people have two. Mm. Some people have a condo. Some people have two condos. Some people own the boardwalk. You know, some people mm-hmm. own the park place or whatever it's called. Um, some people own Baltic Avenue. You know, the one that you can get for cheap, yes. the purple one, I think is what it is. Um, and then, you know, some people have a whole bunch of hotels. and then, But at the end of the game, guess what happens? All that stuff gets swept back in the box. The game gets closed up, and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so whether you had one house or 12, it all goes back in the same yeah, box. That's good, man. All goes back in the same box. Mm-hmm. And so life cannot be about that. Nope. There's no possible way, Right. And the whole point here is, look, at the end of the day, all that stuff goes back in the box. Guess where it goes to? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It goes right back where it came from to begin with. That's so true. It goes right back to the owner. I'm going to rethink how I play Monopoly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It goes right back to the owner. In other words, you and I, at the end of the day, are nothing but managers and stewards. And there is a freedom in knowing that I'm going to try my best, I'm going to give my best, but nothing that's going to happen is going to happen because of my power. Mm. I am not that powerful. I am not that good. I can't even make myself breathe. It's all God's. He's going to do it. So my goal is to submit myself to the great commandment, the great commission, and understand and know the great promise. That's good. And walk in that. that, That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a freedom in, in knowing that. And so when I'm when I'm doing this right and I still make this mistake all the time, this mistake that it's all about me or it's all on my shoulders. But when I'm doing this right, there's a freedom in the end of I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to do my best for him because he deserves it. But it ain't about how good I am it ain't about what I do. And the results also the results of whatever happens doesn't dictate my value and my worth, yes. right? Like they don't say what I'm valued and what I'm worth. And so at the end of the day, the size of my church does not dictate how good I am and it does not also dictate or or, or it doesn't illuminate, um, you know, my strengths and my weaknesses and, you know, it, it doesn't do any of that. Like, because mm-hmm. it's God's, he's the one yes. doing it and all I'm doing is giving him my best the best that I can, which is not going, never going to be perfect because I'm an infallible, sinful person. Hopefully I'm getting better and better. But regardless, I'm just giving him my best. And so the results don't even dictate my value Yeah, because I can't control any of that. So we give God our best and we know that he, he has to do what he wants to do with it. And we don't get to tell him what to do with it mm-hmm. or how to do it or what it should look like. And so there's a freedom to that. But, you know, all said, that's been my greatest mistake. Yeah, even speaking on that, 
um, you know, as a pastor, you want the room to be full. Of course, of people, and of course you do. And so, that, anybody who says anybody who's a pastor <laughs> says that they're not is not true. They lying. <laughs> and so that was one of my struggles early on in this position. Yeah. Is like I want to get more people. I want to get more people in here. And so I started. I was like, you know, like we were talking about, you got to pray about these things. And so I started going around the sanctuary. Well, the auditorium, sorry. Yeah, we, I, st- I still use those old church Hey, look, terms. you can use them. We don't care. <laughs> we use the word auditorium. People say, we ask about it. Let's just pause. We ask about it because people be like, why do you call it auditorium when it's a sanctuary? I go, well, most unchurched people don't use the word sanctuary ever. Yeah. And so we'll use the word auditorium instead, but we interchange them. It don't matter. Yeah. Go ahead. So you go around <laughs> yeah, the I'll go around praying auditorium over the, slash sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, praying over the chairs. And at first I was praying that God would just fill the room full of people. And then I felt this conviction of the Holy Spirit to quit praying that he fill people, fill the room up full of people, but fill the room up full of people if that's one or two of people that are hungry for him. Absolutely. That, that, want, a, that want a life change, a transformation. And then as soon as I started praying that, and it's like the fruits of that happen. Ran- You're right. One random person shows up every Sunday. I yes. even I, I even got the opportunity to lead a lady to the Lord in the parking lot yes. before I even walked into the building. So it's just it's crazy how that works. There's a out. mindset there. Yes. There's a different. There's a different mindset, and there's freedom in that. And then there's you know like it's just different. And I think God hears that and feels that and understands that. You know, so the prayer is not fill this place up. The prayer is bring who you want to bring, God. Yes. Right. Bring who needs to be here. Bring people that are hungry for you. Give me somebody to serve. Mm-hmm. Give me somebody to love. Give me somebody to to walk out that great commandment with. You know what I mean? Give yes. me somebody to walk out the great commission with. You can give it as many as you want to, whatever you see fit, right? Yes. You know, it's funny how you that happens. This so Sunday, and you know, it's funny is is this podcast will come out. <laughs> When we record stuff, it's weird because we record. I'm talking about Sunday, but when you hear this, it'll be like four weeks in the future, but yeah. or in the past, or whatever it is. Anyway, Sunday, I'm sitting there and I was praying. All right, so his worship service is going. The worship part of the service is going on, um, the music part, mm-hmm. and and I always come. I'm on front row, so I can worship with everybody, and then I'll go up to preach. And so I'm on the front row, and. Um, my daughter is helping lead worship this day. And so the song, she's singing this song. I'm horrible with song names. Yeah. I have no musical talent at all. <laughs> I don't have any idea where Olivia got this from because me nor her mama, we can't even barely play the radio, much less, uh, you know, <laughs> like play any instrument or sing any song. We just can't do it. But she has got, she, musically, she is just talented. Yeah, she can sing um, really good. And she understands it. She hears it. You know, I don't hear nothing. Something to me musically, it sounds good or bad. Is it? So she's singing this song, and this song, I don't know what the name of it is, and the song is like, there's this part in the song that's saying, a couple times, it's repetitive, and it's saying, um, God, we believe you for more, or um, something like that, right? And so I just felt led by, and I'm a, I'm a guy, I'm a big dude. I'm a guy who's standing there with my hands up worshiping. You know, I try to, I try to be worshipful because I grew up in a setting where you didn't raise your hands. And so yes. now I done got more free in that. So raise my hands. I try to sing, even though I'm a horrible singer. And I just felt this, this, when she sang that lyric, I just was like, God, I do want to believe for you for more. I do believe that you're not done. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's a part of me that, like I said, if I operate in this mistake, Mm-hmm. And it's all on my shoulders as a part of me going, God's finished here. I've missed the mark. I missed our I missed our chance. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yes. Um, it's all downhill from here, kind of feeling. And so I was like, God, I, I repent of that. I'm just I'm praying this out loud. 
So I'm mm-hmm. saying it out loud. Now, thank God the worship music's loud. So yes. you know what I'm saying? So I'm praying it out loud. Front row, there's nobody in front of me. There's a camera guy usually up here in front of me, and he gets to hear me sing. And so I always tell him every week, I'm like, I'm sorry, you got to be here. Is he here. wearing headphones Yes. Yeah, so he looks at me and he goes, I, got, I can't hear you. I'm like, thank God, because um, it's bad. And so I'm, I'm, like, I'm praying. I'm like, God, I do. I do ask. I ask you for more. I believe that you're not done. You know, I believe you're not done. I believe you're not finished. And I do want you to do more. And, and this thing's yours. I, I mean, I'm sitting here saying this. I'm mm, praying to him. That's good. I told Olivia about this at the church. I said, uh, you know, this is yours. It's not mine. And I know you're not finished because if you were finished, we wouldn't be standing here. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's proof. The fact that we're standing here right now means you ain't done. Yeah. Right. Because when you're done, it's done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when it's over, it's over with God. So um, and so I'm, I'm praying this out loud. Mm, and good. I'm repeating it. You know how you repair and repeat stuff sometimes? Mm-hmm. You just get in the spirit and you just pray. And somebody taps me on my shoulder while I'm in the middle of this. And it startles me. And I turn over and look. And a guy, a friend of mine, a guy I know well, leans over to me and he goes, I think this will help with the Christmas offering. Oh, shit. And he hands me a check mm. for the Christmas offering that we've been doing. Um, Specifically for the for the, for the bus for our partners in, in the Dominican Casas por Cristo, which is where the vast majority of that Christmas offer is going. I mean, ninety percent of it's going to that. Yes, and uh, and he said, "I think this will help." And I look at it and I'm like, "Holy God, um, it's amazing!" Oh, this don't help. This finishes it. Yes, you know. And he just walks away, mm. and I was like, "That mug." I, I Confirmation. If he, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, first <laughs> off, God, uh, that was quick, right? <laughs> yeah. And then secondly, uh, I wonder if He heard me saying that. Like, God, I believe even more. <laughs> I ask you more. You're like, you know, I know you're not done. And, you know, like, and stuff. I don't know, but yeah. it was. It's, it's just one of those things. Like you were just saying, same thing you were just talking about. Same example you gave. When we concede to our rightful spot. Our rightful spot are stewards and managers. We don't own nothing. It all goes back in the Monopoly game at the end and back to where it came from. And God is the one doing it all. And we only do anything through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're freed from walking in this. But when we don't, we make the biggest mistake I've ever made in ministry, which is thinking that it all relies on me and it's all on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, Same thing with our children, parents, the ones of you that are listening right now. Same thing with our kids, grandparents. Yes. Same thing with your grown kids and with your grandchildren. Same thing. They are not yours. They are God's. You do not own them, and their success and failure and where they go in life does not ride on you. You do the best that you can. Yes. And you walk this this life with an open hand, not a closed fist, Mm -hmm. right? That he owns it all. I'm going to do the best I can, and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to help me. Because God's going to do what God's going to do, yes. you know. So I agree. That was a good episode. Yeah, this was good. I like this episode. This is good. <laughs> it was a good way to wrap out the <laughs> wrap up the under one hundreds yes. episodes. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm bringing a good question. It's all down here from here. I don't know if we can do this good in the episode one hundred going forward. So <laughs> we're going to be partying too much on that episode. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> we need to just shoot one where we just that's what that's what we need to do on our hundredth episode, yeah. like. When we record that one, we just need to be like um, not doing nothing and just kind of recapping some stuff we talked through. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. We just created that just now. Yep. <laughs> that's our planning session. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys. Matt, is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. Think that's good? Yeah, it's great. All right. Did I answer your question? Yes, answered it great. Um, 
Thank you guys for joining us. So glad that you're here always. Thank you for listening. Um, just had a lady just the other day who is in Portland, Oregon, um, message us about the podcast. I have no that idea who she is. Sweet. She don't know who I am. And somehow or another, somebody shared something. So please keep sharing. Um, you just never know what God will do when you share something. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just our stuff. Like if you feel like God's speaking to you through some other podcast or some other thing or some other book or whatever it is, share those things. Yeah, Get sure. those things out there. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but uh, follow us on social media. Pay attention. We'll be doing the 100th anniversary. I mean, the 100th episode uh, giveaway coming up. We don't know what it is, but it'll be good. Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week for Matt's fifth question from a rookie pastor to a veteran pastor. All right. See you guys. Thank See you guys. Go. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.